Chapter 32 Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's camp. So he called the name of that place Maanam. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau his brother in the land of Seir, the country of Edom, instructing them, Thus you shall say to my lord Esau, Thus says your servant Jacob, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, male servants, and female servants. I have sent to tell my lord, in order that I may find favor in your sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to your brother Esau, and he is coming to meet you, and there are four hundred men with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid, distressed. He divided the people who were with him, and the flocks and the herds and camels, into two camps, thinking, If Esau comes to the one camp and attacks it, then the camp that is left will escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord who said to me, Return to your country and to your kindred, that I may do you good. I am not worthy of the least of all the deeds of steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. For with only my staff I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two camps. Please deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, that he may come and attack me, the mothers with the children. But you said, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. So he stayed there that night, and from what he had with him, he took a present for his brother Esau, two hundred female goats and twenty male goats, two hundred ewes and twenty rams, thirty milking camels and their calves, forty cows and ten bulls, twenty female donkeys and ten male donkeys. These he handed over to his servants, every drove by itself, and said to his servants, Pass on ahead of me and put a space between drove and drove. He instructed the first, When Esau my brother meets you and asks you, To whom do you belong? Where are you going? And whose are these ahead of you? Then you shall say, They belong to your servant Jacob. They are a present sent to my lord Esau. And moreover, he is behind us. He likewise instructed the second and third and all who followed the droves. You shall say the same thing to Esau when you find him, and you shall say, Moreover, your servant Jacob is behind us. For he thought, I may appease him with the present that goes ahead of me, and afterward I shall see his face. Perhaps he will accept me. So the present passed on ahead of him, and he himself stayed that night in the camp. The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children. And he crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men, and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun rose upon him as he passed through Penuel, limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, 
the people of Israel do not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of the thigh. Chapter 33 And Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau was coming, and four hundred men with him. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and the two female servants, and he put the servants with their children in front, then Leah with her children, and Rachel and Joseph last of all. He himself went on before them, bowing himself to the ground seven times, until he came near to his brother. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him, and they wept. And when Esau lifted up his eyes and saw the women and children, he said, Who are these with you? Jacob said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the servants drew near, they and their children, and bowed down. Leah likewise and her children drew near and bowed down. And last, Joseph and Rachel drew near, and they bowed down. Esau said, What do you mean by all this company that I met? Jacob answered, To find favor in the sight of my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. Jacob said, No, please, if I have found favor in your sight, then accept my present from my hand. For I have seen your face, which is like seeing the face of God, and you have accepted me. Please accept my blessing that is brought to you, because God has dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. Thus he urged him, and he took it. Then Esau said, Let us journey on our way, and I will go ahead of you. But Jacob said to him, My Lord knows that the children are frail, and that the nursing flocks and herds are a care to me. If they are driven hard for one day, all the flocks will die. Let my Lord pass on ahead of his servant, and I will lead on slowly, at the pace of the livestock that are ahead of me, and at the pace of the children, until I come to my Lord in Seir. So Esau said, Let me leave with you some of the people who are with me. But he said, What need is there? Let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way to Seir. But Jacob journeyed to Succoth, and built himself a house, and made booths for his livestock. Therefore the name of this place is called Succoth. And Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, on his way from Padan Aram, and he camped before the city. And from the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father, he bought for a hundred pieces of money the piece of land on which he had pitched his tent. There he erected an altar, and called it El Elohi Israel. Chapter 34 Now Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had borne to Jacob, went out to see the women of the land. And when Shechem the son of Hamor the Hivite, the prince of the land, saw her, he seized her and lay with her and humiliated her. And his soul was drawn to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her. So Shechem spoke to his father Hamor, saying, Get me this girl for my wife. Now Jacob heard that he had defiled his daughter Dinah, but his sons were with his livestock in the field. So Jacob held his peace until they came. And Hamor the father of Shechem went out to Jacob to speak with him. The sons of Jacob had come in from the field as soon as they heard of it, and the men were indignant and very angry, because he had done an outrageous thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, for such a thing must not be done. But Hamor spoke with them, saying, the soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him to be his wife. Make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us, and take our daughters for yourselves. You shall dwell with us, and the land shall be open to you. Dwell, and trade in it, and get property in it. 
Shechem also said to her father and to her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes, and whatever you say to me, I will give. Ask me for as great a bride price and a gift as you will, and I will give whatever you say to me. Only give me the young woman to be my wife. The sons of Jacob answered Shechem and his father Hamor deceitfully because he had defiled their sister Dinah. They said to them, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that will be a disgrace to us. Only on this condition will we agree with you, that you will become as we are by every male among you being circumcised. Then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters to ourselves, and we will dwell with you and become one people. But if you will not listen to us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter, and we will be gone. Their words pleased Hamor and Hamor's son Shechem, and the young man did not delay to do the thing, because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. Now he was the most honored of all his father's house. So Hamor and his son Shechem came to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city, saying, These men are at peace with us. Let them dwell in the land and trade in it. For behold, for behold, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters as wives, and let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition will the men agree to dwell with us to become one people when every male among us is circumcised as they are circumcised. Will not their livestock, their property, and all their beasts be ours? Only let us agree with them, and they will dwell with us. And all who went out of the gate of his city listened to Hamor and his son Shechem, and every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of his city. On the third day, when they were sore, two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dina's brothers, took their swords and came against the city while it felt secure and killed all the males. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with the sword and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went away. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain and plundered the city because they had defiled their sister. They took their flocks and their herds, their donkeys and whatever was in the city and in the field, all their wealth, all their little ones and their wives, all that was in the houses they captured and plundered. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me by making me stink to the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites and the Perizzites. My numbers are few, and if they gather themselves against me and attack me, I shall be destroyed, both I and my household. But they said, Should he treat our sister like a prostitute? Hey friends, welcome to the Peculiar Podcast, the podcast where we are reading the Bible every day in order to finish it in a year. My name is James Chase, and today's reading is a lot. I mean, what a way to end it. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Peculiar Podcast. We have gone through chapters 32, 33, and 34 of the book of Genesis. And so now I'm going to talk about some things that stuck out to me. So we start off with Jacob sending messengers to his brother Esau about how his, about his time with Laban. Then the messengers come back and he says that Esau is coming and there are 400 men with him. And Jacob starts freaking out because I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that he goes back in his mind to where he uh, was given a Esau's blessing and then... Um, well, he was given the birthright and then he took the blessing that he was supposed to get from his father. And he's thinking about how he deceived him and how angry Esau was and how he wanted to kill him. And he had to run away. And so all this is coming back. And he's like, I, I have to, I guess, make things right or um, 
appease my brother somehow so he doesn't want to kill me when he sees me so he sends um all these gifts to him in hopes that esau won't be mad and he divides everything that he has into two camps i mean he's 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 scared he's he's freaking out and then he's at this place by himself and god comes and god says let's wrestle <laughs> and you know they go back and forth and um jacob has his grip on the angel of god and the angel of god said let me says let me go and jacob says i won't let you let you go until you bless me and this is after the the hip was put out of joint so he's still not letting go and the angel asks what is your name and this is why i asked you all this in yesterday's uh reading because um it kind of culminates into this one part where Jacob thinks about what his name means. Um, he knows he knows it means supplanter. He knows it means deceiver. And in this moment, he has a he, his name has changed. His whole his identity has changed. He's like, you're not going to be deceiver anymore. You're not going to be supplanter. And but your name is going to be Israel. And just for a moment of vulnerability. I resonate with this part of Jacob's story because um, a, a long time ago, when I first started reading the Bible, I looked up what my name meant and I found out that it was a derivative of Jacob and his name means supplanter and deceiver and all this stuff. And I was looking at my life because before I came to God, I was someone that lied a lot and, and, and cheated and did whatever I could do to get my way and to get the things that I wanted. And, um, and after coming to God and reading the Bible and, and reading a verse about how one of the things that God hates is lying, I just asked God to take control of my tongue because I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to lie anymore. And, uh, and so I read this part of the Bible and I, I just relate to it so much because, you know, God encounters this man and changes his life. He changes his name. And it's the same thing that he's done with me. And it's the same thing that he can do with you. And, um, and I'm just so thankful for how God has changed my life. I'm, I'm thankful for his, his, his grace for allowing me to get to know him, for allowing me to read this word and learn more about him. And um, my, because I, I don't know where I was headed, friends. I, I had no direction. I had no purpose. And God shows me grace. He comes in and I get a, a second chance. And here I am. I'm talking to you about the Bible. <laughs> this is crazy, honestly. Um, but I can tell you more about my entire testimony and how I actually, and what actually happened before I turned to God. Um, we can talk about that another time, but I just want you to know that God can, um, he can change. He can change you. He can give you a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance. That's just, that's who he is. And you know, so don't turn, don't turn away from him, turn to him, get to know him, get to understand his, his love for you. And your life will never be the same. So a moment of vulnerability over. Thank you for listening. Esau is coming to meet Jacob. Jacob is freaking out. But then 
Esau comes and hugs him and kisses his neck and he's weeping and there's this tender moment and you're just like, what, what's, what's happening right now? And, um, you know, it's, things seem to be okay. You know, they're having this big family reunion. He's meeting his nephews and, and the one niece that he has. And, um, and it's just really wonderful. And I, and I don't know what changed in Esau, but I will say this. Um, there are going to be people, we're all human beings and we're all flawed. We're all going to like make mistakes and we're all going to hurt people. We're all going to disappoint people and we're going to let people down. That's just a fact of life. And unfortunately, the people that tend to let you down the most or let you down the hardest are usually the ones that are closest to you. And in, and in this family, um, Jacob hurt Esau bad and Esau was ready to destroy his brother. But I think some time passed and there was something important called forgiveness that happened. And this relationship was repaired. When people hurt us or when people wrong us, we feel like we have a sense of justice to exact and we have the power to exact that justice on the person who wronged us. But um, I, I tell you, when we try to get revenge on the things that have happened to us, um, we end up just hurting ourselves in the end as well. And on the other side of that, forgiveness can go such a long way. And I know it's not always hard to do, but it's the best and the right thing to do. I'm, I'm not just saying this. I'm telling you this as someone who has hurt and has been hurt by people. And uh, it's, not, it's not always easy to forgive. But when you take your eyes off of the situation for a few seconds and look at the person and understand that they are as broken and as flawed as you are. I mean, that's, that's what God helped me to understand that, um, you know, I can't expect perfection or, um, I can't expect perfection from everybody. Um, because people were, were messed up and people are going to, you know, disappoint me and hurt me and let me down. But when I react with forgiveness instead of revenge or passive aggression, you know, whatever, um, there's a healing that happens. And I see the person as God sees them. And that allows me to treat them as God would treat them. And the person, the important thing, the person doesn't have to be around for you to forgive them. I, I think that's Forgiveness, that's, that's something that happens within, you know, you don't have to say to that person, I forgive you. But if you, um, you know, what I do is, you know, I, you know, I say it to God, I say it out loud, you know, I forgive this person and the way that they have wronged me. And, um, you know, that helps heal as well. And we're about to get really deep into this. And forgiveness doesn't mean I'm okay with what you did or I'm excusing it. It's more of a, I'm not going to let this 
situation or let this hurt dictate my life and my actions and how I treat people. Because that's, that's what hurt can do if it goes unchecked, if it goes, uh, if you don't deal with it, it, it really will uh, control your life and control how you interact with people. And you may not even realize it. So I just wanted to encourage you in that area to give the forgiveness that you would like to receive. I know that's not easy to hear, but when we think about Jesus dying on the cross, he was really the only one that was in the position to unleash his wrath on all of us. And yet he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. So just keep that in mind when you want to take revenge out on someone. So now we get to chapter 34 and um, I don't even know where to begin. Um, we have our second recorded rape in the Bible, the first being Lot by his daughters. And um, yeah, I don't know what to say. Um, all I can say is... I can't say that I would have reacted any differently to than uh, than Jacob's sons did, even though um, that wasn't the best way to do it. I guess according to Jacob, um, but this—I don't know. This is this is the world that we live in. People do selfish things, and we 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 are depraved. Uh, souls and um and because of this because of sin in the world people have to suffer through things like rape and um i think as the church we should run beside we should run up next to these people we should comfort those who have been victimized in this way, been hurt in this way, and um, be a place of refuge for them. The same way Shechem took Dina and, um, and, and raped her out of selfishness. And like, he, he didn't, he says that, get me this wife, get me this woman to marry her, but he wasn't thinking about marriage at all. Um, he wasn't thinking about loving this woman. He was just thinking about pleasing himself. And that's the way a lot of people are in this world. That's the way people are, especially when it comes to things like rape and sexual assault. I'm, they think I'm, I'm just using this person as an object to please myself. Um, they aren't a person. They're just a way for me to be satisfied. So I will say though, to make things a little brighter, that there is hope. I, I know people who have gone through things like that. And, and with time and God's grace and, and healing and rescue, th these people have become wonderful leaders and just wonderful people. And um, I, I've just seen people heal from this and, uh, and um, they've, they've allowed God to, to take over in that, in that area of their lives. So there's hope. So know that there's help out there. There's hotlines and people that you can talk to. 
And there's also the church that is there with open arms to um, guard you and protect you and provide a, a safe place for you to begin your healing. I'm sorry that that's happened to you. And I want to let you know that there is hope and healing in God. Friends, I want to thank you so much for spending your time here. It means so much to me. This has been a lot of fun to do, and I'm just really thankful to be able to, to do this and share this with you. If you have any thoughts, comments, questions, anything you'd like to say at all, please don't hesitate to message me or comment on the video post at underscore Peculiar Productions or the Facebook page Peculiar Productions. It's the same name. Thank you so much for listening to The Peculiar Podcast, the podcast where we are reading the Bible every single day in order to finish it in a year. My name is James Chase. Know that I love you, but Jesus loved you first. I'll see you tomorrow.